It's exciting. Are you excited? Some of you are like, no, I'm not excited. It's, it's uh, Logan's excited. It's a little bit, it's a little bit anxious, right? Because things this year are a little bit weird. Some of you are going to school. Some of you are doing it on computers. Uh, some of you are doing both. Some of you have no idea what you're doing. Um, and, and, and this year is a little bit different. It's not like a school year that we've ever had before. Um, you're having to wear masks. You're having to, to, to sanitize every five minutes. And, and uh, everybody is a little, bit, uh, a little bit different, a little bit anxious, a little bit scared of where we go from here. This morning, I, I want to talk to you about the book of Joshua because I think Joshua has some, some unique uh, connections to this time for us because Joshua and the Israelites in, in the first three chapters of Joshua are coming to a place where they are feeling a lot like you're feeling. See, they've never been here before and they don't know exactly how to go from here. And they're excited because it's a whole new world, but they're a little bit anxious and they're a little bit scared and, and things around them are a little bit weird. And so as they prepare, it's different. In Joshua chapter 3, we find them about to cross the Jordan River. Now, the Jordan River, the Bible says, is at its flood stage. Here's why that's significant. Because this, this river is big and scary. That means, that means the water is so high up that it's way outside its banks where it normally would be. Now, they believed that when the river was like that, that meant that, that the God of that river was angry. And so the people who lived in that land believed that the Jordan was where their God Baal lived. And so if the Jordan was outside its banks, if it was overflowing like that, then that meant Baal was angry. And so as the Israelites stand here and they look out over this river, they're nervous, they're scared, and they don't know what to do. And Joshua is told by God to walk among them and to say something to them. Joshua chapter 3, verse 5. Consecrate yourselves, Joshua says. Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. That's the verse I want our students to hear this morning. Because I think that's what God is saying to you for this school year. Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Now, consecrate's a big churchy word, and nobody knows what that means, right? You, you guys are going, well, that's great, Jeff, but how do I do that? How do I consecrate? Well, consecrate really means more sanctify. Well, that's good. You use a churchy word to define a churchy word. Consecrate means be different, be set aside, be holy. It means you are to try to be more like Jesus. You're to try to be more like God. You're to be set aside for God. And so when you walk on that campus, when you log in on that computer, when, when you do whatever it is that you do for school, you're going to be different than everybody else because God is with you. And when you do set yourself apart, when you do make yourself different, just like Joshua promised these people, the Lord will do amazing things among you. 
See, there are a lot of our people in our world today who are looking at, at something just like the Jordan being over its floodbanks. They're looking and saying, this, this God, this sickness God is angry and it's going to come get us. And God, just like he did here, is saying to us, I'm bigger than that. I'm stronger than that. And I can prove it. Sanctify yourself. Consecrate yourself. Make yourself different by following me. And when you do, amazing things are going to happen. This morning, we're going to start that process by praying over you. And we're not going to ask you to come up here because of the weird social distancing and all that stuff. But I am going to ask all of our shepherds to come up, all of our elders who are here. Uh, if you will make your way up here right now. Um, Mike Remke is going to lead us. He's one of our shepherds. is going to lead that prayer. But I want all the shepherds to pray over these instruments right now because then some of these, uh, we have some people set aside who are going to come and pass those out to our students. And so uh, as, as Mike leads us in a prayer, you guys will, uh, you guys, uh, our, our shepherds are going to pray over these things while that's happening. And then they will be, uh, just hold on to one of those. And uh, I was fixing to say, Taylor, you know you're a shepherd, right? Okay, just making sure. Um, all of these, Heather, where are you? Say that again. These two? Don't be funny. Yeah, everybody got one? Okay. And uh, Mike's going to lead us in that prayer for our students. Every prayer is important to our God. Every prayer that we send up to Him. But when we send a prayer that concerns our children, in my heart it's a little more special. What I'm going to ask is as we bow our heads in reverence, I'm going to ask those moms, dads, grandparents, congregation, that you, if you can, if you'll kneel with me in reverence before our God as we put our children before him. Our holy, magnificent God, our Father. Father, first we, we praise you and we thank you for the gift of our children. For Father, it's, it's so wonderful to know that during a time that we're in of all kind of bad and evil, including this disease, that Father, the gift of the children that you have given us, they're still joyful they're happy. They're full of unconditional love. Father, we place them before you and ask you to keep, to keep those things in their heart. As they go back to school from very little 
to last year to graduate. We pray, Father, that you'll keep that joy, that happiness, and that unconditional love in their hearts. Father, that they will please you, that they will be the lights in this school. That those in these schools that don't know you, that they will see you in our children. Oh, Father, bless them. Cover them with your, your protection, with your love. Father, you are mighty. We ask with faithful hearts for protection of our children, your children. We ask, Father, that you guide them and again, that they be the lights, that they show that you are mighty. And Father, we, we ask this prayer before you in the precious, mighty name of Jesus, your Son. Amen. You guys just set those right up here on the edge uh, where they were, and some of our folks will come and pass those out again if you are uh, if you're joining us digitally um, I want you to know that uh, we want you to have a, a, a hand in this as well and so if you will uh, if you'll send us a message um, if you're a member of Huntsville Church of Christ and you have your children on the roll we're gonna send you one anyway so if you're watching at home and you're like well we're members and we've got your address you're good if you're not a member, or maybe you want one for a grandkid or a neighbor kid, that's fine. We want every kid to feel blessed by this congregation. And so those are the ones that I need you to send in. If you're a member, we're going to hook you up. We're going to take care of you. If, if you're not a member, we still want you to be included, whether you're here physically or not. So send us an email on the church email, or send us a Facebook message if you're watching on that. Whatever, we will, uh, we will, we will be happy to get that and we will be happy to include you. So we're going to do a song of blessing for our students, and Jeff asked me to do one, and as we talk about students, that's everything from cradle roll all the way up to high school, junior high, college, and he asked me to do a song for students, and so you use creative license when you only get to do one song for students, and so we're melding two together. Uh, when I think about the young ones, I think, of course, about Jesus Loves Me. And that's the message to them as they come up through Sunday school. And when I think about when uh, it's kind of one-sided, and when you get older, youth group, college, it becomes a two-sided. And you start thinking about the question that was asked of Christ and his answer. And then that question that is asked of us and our answer. And so we're going to start with Pour Out Like Wine, and then we're going to do Jesus Loves Me, and then we're going to come back and conclude with the answer to Pour Out Like Wine. Would you be poured out like wine upon the altar for me? Would you be broken like bread to feed the hungry? Would you be so one with me that you would do just as I will? Would you be light and life 
and love my word fulfilled. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Jesus loves the children dear, children far away or near. They are safe within his care every day and everywhere. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Yes, I'll be poured out like wine upon the altar for you. Yes, I'll be broken like bread to feed the hungry. Yes, I'll be so one with you that you may do just as you will. Yes, I'll be light and life and love your word fulfilled. Well, along with our students, we want to bless our parents. Parents, just like we said to the students, it's the start of a new school year and you've got a lot of emotions going. A lot of you are excited because we've been on spring break for six months. And you're thinking, thank goodness they are finally going somewhere besides my house. Um, some of you, they're not going anywhere besides your house. And you're going, oh my word, how am I going to do this? Because these people uh, go to school for years to learn how to teach. And I'm supposed to do it just because. And, and that's scary. More others of you, you're sending your children to school and you're a little bit scared, as you should be, because you're trusting that they're going to take care of them, that they're going to keep them safe, that they're going to uh, keep them from getting sick, that, that they're going to be you in a place where you can't be. And that's scary. And, and I go back to Joshua again because I think it also applies in this situation. See, at the beginning of Joshua and Joshua 1, Joshua is feeling a lot the same way. He is having to lead a group of people. And all these people are looking to him to lead. They're looking to him and saying, well, where do we go? What do we do? How are we supposed to go from here? And Joshua says, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I followed Moses. And, and Moses told me where to go. And Moses talked to God. And Moses did all these things. And I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. And if we're honest parents, a lot of us are in the same place. I'm a parent. And I'm going, I don't know. I don't know how to do eighth grade math. Don't laugh. That's serious. 
I learned that in the first day. Um, but, but, you know, th- those, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And, and I think God's words to Joshua are God's words to us. How do I lead when I don't know where I'm going? How do I lead when I don't know what I'm doing? How do I lead when I don't feel like I have any idea what's going on in the world around me? Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Joshua hears these words from God. It's the same scripture that Caden read this morning. Have I not commanded you? Because he's already said this about three times. Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I think our word from God for parents this morning is be strong and courageous. And this is not a self-help thing. We're not telling you suck it up. We're, We're telling you be strong and courageous because the Lord your God is going to be with you and going to be with your children no matter what. God says, don't be scared. Don't be terrified. Don't be discouraged because you're not leading. I am. And if you let me lead, I know where you're going. I know the plans I have for you. I know the direction that we're going. And there's nowhere that I can't go. If you're a parent this morning, we're going to pray over you just like we did over the students. And we're going to hand you a, a, a thing because we want you to remember this. And, and you need to put this on your bathroom mirror or, or, or put it on the dashboard of your car or, or wherever it is where you'll see it every day. And uh, elders, you can go ahead and start making your way back up here again. They're going to get their exercise today. Um, but I, you have this thing in front of you, this, this bookmark. Put it in your Bible so that in the morning uh, when, you, when you read your, your scripture, you can, you can pray these prayers that are here. Put it on your, on your kitchen mirror, or, I mean on your kitchen counter or on your bathroom mirror, or wherever it is that you'll see it every day. And you know that not only are, are you being prayed for, not only have you been prayed for, but, but this is an ongoing thing. And this congregation is lifting you up. And these people are lifting you up. And they're supporting you and lifting you up to our God every day. So that you cannot be afraid. So that you cannot be discouraged. So that you can be sure that the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Larry Wells, uh, one of our shepherds, is going to lead this prayer. And so I ask you, uh, folks... Uh, both online and here in person. Let's join together and pray over our parents. I'm going to pray it. I will kneel. You do not need to if it's uncomfortable, but um, let us pray. Glorious God, you're so wise. You've given us families. You've given us church families. Uh, as we watch over one another. You've given us uh, close uh, families that we live together with and extended families that we see periodically. Lord, help us to appreciate these gifts and to never take them for granted. Lord, the parents of sweet children today are anxious. There's a lot of confusion in this world right now. And Lord, 
we need to remember we've never been in control. We've never been sure of tomorrow, except for that you, Lord, are faithful. My prayer is that you would help us as parents, grandparents, neighbors, those who help watch out for uh, the youngsters of this world uh, from very small to up through college. I pray, Father, that you'd help us to have faith that you are the one who leads, that we could be strong and courageous knowing that God is faithful. May we be better stewards of the time we have with these children. May we trust in you. May we always do what is best and wisest and safest for the children, but also, Lord, to know that you are God and you are in control and you are sovereign over everything. Peace is what I pray for, along with the strength and courage. Be with each parent, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. We're going to have uh, a number of folks passing these out. Uh, if you're a parent, um, or if you want to collect one for a parent, um, if you're a grandparent and you say, I want one of those to bring to my, my kids, my grandkids, or, or my, my, my kids' parent, my kids', my kids parents, that would be, be you. Um, bear with me. Um, but, but if you want to collect one to bring to somebody, that's fine. Uh, it's not just for parents who are here. If you want to share that with somebody, um, go ahead and do that. And uh, we're going to have another song, and then we will uh, come back for our educators. Here we go. I was blessed to grow up in a uh, constant, stable home with Christian parents. And I never once growing up felt like my parents were flying by the seat of their pants. And then I became a parent, and that's all I ever felt like I was doing. Uh, but as parents, it can be trying uh, anytime, but recent times for sure. And uh, our prayer is, Lord, give us strength. And along with that comes uh, renewal and revival and restoration. So. Restore my spirit, Lord, I need restored. My heart is weary, please help me, dear Lord. I stand in need of more strength from your word. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, oh, restore my soul. Revive the fire, Lord, deep in my soul. Stir my desire to work in your fold. Light in my heart, dear God, your zeal grown cold. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, oh, restore my soul. Renew my courage, Lord, it needs restored. My cup is empty, refill it, dear Lord. Replace all doubts and fear with faith so bold. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, oh, restore my soul. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, oh, restore my soul.
The third group we want to focus on this morning are our educators, and I'm using that term to cover everybody. That means uh, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a teacher's aide, whether you're a staff person, whether you're an administrator, whether you're a custodian, whether you're someone serving food. If you work in a school setting, I'm including you under that umbrella of educators. So when I use that word, I mean all of you. So I want you to feel included in that because you are in the same boat that a lot of these people are in. And, And everybody's looking to you like you're supposed to know what to do. But Sam didn't have a class when you were in education training called Digital Teaching in a Pandemic 101. And and a lot of you, you you're figuring this out just like the rest of us. And that's okay. You're trying to figure out what to do, and you go to your faithful Harry Wong book, and Harry doesn't have anything about this. And and a lot of you are, are a little bit nervous a little bit worried, and that's okay. If you're not overwhelmed yet, uh, educators, give it time, you're going to be. Um, you, you know this. Those, the, the ones who've been doing this for a while, they're already, they, they know this. They know it's coming. It's going to be overwhelming. Three days in, a lot, of these, uh, a lot of these new teachers are like, oh, man, this is nothing. I got this. This is easy. I can do this all year. Now, by Labor Day, you're going to be a little bit less sure. Yep, that, that quick. By Thanksgiving, you're going to be pulling your hair out, and you're going to be going, my my kids are crazy, their parents are crazy, my administrators are crazy, the the TEA is crazy, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. And then by Christmas, you're going to be looking into truck driving school because you're going to think about changing careers. That's okay. You're going to get overwhelmed at some point, and when you do... I want to take you back to Joshua. Joshua chapter 3, he, he's preparing to cross the Jordan. And he's talking to the people and he's telling them what God has said. Joshua chapter 3, verses 3 and 4, uh, what Joshua says, pull that up for me. What Joshua says is, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, you are to move out from your position and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. See, Joshua and the Israelites were standing at a place they'd never been before. They didn't know which way to go. They didn't know what to do. And Joshua says, this is the word of God. This is what God says to you. You follow me. You put me first. You follow in behind me. And when you do that, when you follow in behind the presence of God, when you put me first, I'm going to lead you in the way you should go. That's the word that I want educators to hear this morning. This morning, don't worry about what the state tells you. Don't worry about what what anybody else is going to tell you. You put God first. and, And you make God the one you're following. Because He knows which way you're going. He knows where you're supposed to be going, even when you don't. And this morning, our word to you is, you follow God because you've never been this way before. We're going to pray over you this morning as well. And Shepherd, you can go ahead and make your way back up. Um, we're going to pray over you this morning as well because uh, we believe that, that you are an integral part of this. 
Um, you are one of the keys to the future, not just of our children here in Huntsville or in this congregation, but, but the children in our state, the children in our nation. Whether you're teaching digitally or whether you're teaching in person, doesn't matter. You're still having an influence on these children. Children that Jesus will later say, the kingdom of God belongs to. That's a pretty big responsibility. And, and this morning, we want to honor that responsibility. We want to honor that you've accepted that challenge. And we want to ask God to lead you in the ways that we should go. Mark Taylor, one of our shepherds, is going to lead that prayer. And uh, we are going to, the shepherds are going to pray over uh, the, the things that we're going to hand out to you. And again, if you're an educator watching this and, and you're a member of the church, uh, we'll send you one of these. If, if you're not, um, send us a message, whether it be email, Facebook message, whatever. We would love for you to have one of these things that has been prayed over that you can have in your classroom. That, that every time you use this little red pen to, to mark an answer, you remember that there are people who are lifting you up to our God, and you're going to put him first, and that's who you're going to follow. So I'm going to turn it over to Mark, and uh, I'm going to ask... Uh, that, that he lead us as we seek God on your behalf. Let's bow. God, in many respects, today is like each and every day we've ever experienced. As we, as we awaken to the blessings of a new day, we, we always have uncertainty. There's always... Um, there's always doubt or opportunity, Lord, to doubt, um, things to worry about, and uh, Lord, we reject that. We, um, we embrace your power, your magnificence, and we claim, God, uh, your control over all. And so, Lord, when we uh, are faced with yet another trial, uh, regardless of the size, uh, we claim that power um, that is within you, that you give to us, you freely give to us. Lord, specifically today, uh, as yes, we do enter in a new school year, we are not afraid as we trust in you. It is yet another trial that we are so used to confronting each and every day, God, we know that you are the victory. And we claim that victory. And as our children return to school, we pray, Lord, that you will prevail. And especially, God, we lift up our teachers, administrators, and as Jeff has said, any and everybody who has to do with the care and education of our kids. We pray, God, that they will not only uh, be blessed by you, but inspired by you. And even, God, may you make them aware of your powerful Holy Spirit working supernaturally through them. God, may they feel it. May they know it. May this not be an empty prayer, God with our fingers crossed behind our back, but God, may we trust 
in you. Our currency still says that. We do trust in you, God. And we are so grateful that you hear and you answer prayer. And so, Lord, we are not afraid. And we boldly and courageously go before you each day, no matter whether we count it as a good day or a bad day. But we willingly serve you. And we embrace you in our lives. And we, Lord, one day look forward to joining you for billions and billions and then eternity number of years, Lord. And in the interim, may we serve you faithfully. It's if, if, which is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen. If you're an educator, if you work in education in any form or fashion, whether it's teacher, administrator, bus driver, paraprofessional, we, we don't care. If you work in education in any fashion, will you just put your hand up and let these, uh, these folks know to bring you one of these things? Uh, they're, they're bringing some to you, and uh, we want to make sure that you have that. Also, hey, if, if you, uh, your, your kids, your grandkids, you, you want to get one for one of them, I'm okay with that. Put your hand up, let them know uh, we want them to feel included as well. This song is very much in line with the uh, scripture that Jeff used in uh, speaking to this group. As Joshua said, move out at a time around us where everybody's hunkering down and there's anxiety and fear you're stepping out and please know that we love you and appreciate you and we see that stepping out as you stepping in the light trying to walk in the steps of the savior trying to follow our savior and king Shaping our lives by his blessed example. Happy, how happy the songs that we bring. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior. Stepping in the light, stepping in the light. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, led in paths of light, pressing more closely to him who is leading when we are tempted to turn from the way, trusting the arm that is strong to defend us Happy, how happy 
our praises each day. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, stepping in the light, stepping in the light. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, led in paths of light. Walking in footsteps of gentle forbearance, footsteps of faithfulness, mercy, and love. Looking to him for the grace freely promised, happy, how happy our journey above. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, stepping in the light, stepping in the light. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, led in paths of light. And then God did amazing things. The Ark of the Covenant went out ahead of the Israelites. And the Bible says as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying it touched the water, it was pushed back. See, this great and mighty water, this, this water that the Canaanites believed was representative of their God, who was unconquerable, Yahweh pushes aside like it's nothing. And his people walk across on dry ground. And he says to Joshua, I don't want you to forget this. I don't want you to forget the deliverance that I've just given you. I don't want you to forget that when you came through the water, you were delivered because of God, because of me. And he tells Joshua to take some stones and, and each one of the tribes was to select a representative, and they were to pick up a stone and bring them to the other side and set up a memorial. And, and he said, I want you to set up this memorial for a number of reasons. One reason is so that your kids will ask you what this is. Another reason is so that you will never forget. Joshua chapter 4, verse 7. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel... A memorial forever. God knows that we forget. And that life gets in the way. And that as we move through life, we forget. And, and, and we don't remember that, that He's the one we're supposed to be following. Jesus knew that as well. And so on the night that He would die, on the night He was betrayed... He had his apostles together, and he gave them bread, and he gave them drink. And what started out looking like a normal Jewish Passover was transformed into something totally different. And Jesus said to them in Luke 22, do this in remembrance of me. Don't forget, this is to be a memorial. 
you are to remember that when you pass through the waters of baptism, on the other side, you were delivered by the power of God. Paul's going to say in 1 Corinthians 11 that when we take this bread and we drink this cup, that the gospel is proclaimed. And what is the gospel? What is that good news? That good news is that the Word was made flesh and made His dwelling among us. That He died for our sins. That He was buried and was raised and is now alive and seated at the right hand of God. And because we are joined to Him as His followers, we someday will be raised to sit with Him. That's good news. And that's something we have to always remember, that we proclaim the great salvation of God to this generation and to generations to come. And we do that through bread and through wine and through remembrance. If you're here this morning, you have uh, elements that are placed in your chair. Um, the bread and the cup are prepackaged together for sanitary reasons. There is not a tray that's going to be passed, but if you're sitting somewhere and you don't have one of those, if you'll put a hand up, I promise somebody will bring you one. If you're at home, I encourage you to take your bread and your cup and join with us as we are going to, as a body, come together in communion with our risen Lord and remember the great deliverance of God. Let's bow in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for our salvation. We thank you, Lord, for our deliverance. We thank you, Lord, that you have taken us through the waters, that you have taken us when we couldn't, in places we couldn't take ourselves, that you have delivered us from the powers of this world and brought us safely to the other side. We remember that by taking this bread. We remember that by drinking this cup. And we proclaim the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ by doing this together. Lord, may we take these elements in a manner pleasing in your sight. Bless each and every person, each and every one who takes these as we remember, as we do this in remembrance of Jesus. Because it's in his name that we come to you, and it's in his name that we pray. Amen.